Hey guys, it's Nina, host of the Blip on the Map podcast. This week, I want to talk about the slave mentality and how it relates to us on a day-by-day basis, or rather, how it relates to me on a day-by-day basis. Let's get into it. So, the slave mentality. I've heard that term so many times over the course of my life, and I would like to think that I don't have it, but the fact of the matter is, I really do. Let me give you um, the most recent example. I was, was I in the mall? I was in the mall this past weekend, and I was just kind of walking around, looking around and stuff or whatever, you know, just kind of window shopping. Was it really shopping hard? And this old white lady came up in the area where I was looking at. And like she kind of came down the same aisle that I was coming down. And like, in order from, I could tell like she was kind of uncomfortable or it, I just kind of perceived her body language as being uncomfortable. Let me say that. And, like, I made a conscious effort to just kind of, like, move out of her way and not be close to her so that she could be comfortable. Um, there's just, like, really random times when I would find myself doing that. Like, just kind of making myself small or just making a conscious effort to make white people feel more comfortable with my presence. Um, and sometimes it's so subconscious, like it's so subconscious sometimes. Like I could be just walking down the hallway and somebody white can be coming down the hallway and I will move. Not because I have to, just because I just do. And I kick myself when I do stuff like that because I know why I'm doing it. And I just, sometimes I just don't, I have to make myself not do it and just like make myself more conscious of the nuanced ways that I do go out of my way to make white people more comfortable with me being in the room and taking up space in this world. Um, I try to think of myself as a forward-thinking person, pretty conscious, pretty quote-unquote woke, and I think that adds to my frustration with myself when I find myself doing these things, like, for example, if I'm talking to someone white and we just so happen to get on the topic of race, which happens a lot, because I really do like to talk about race. I really feel like it's an interesting topic or what have you. Um, and I, I'm a just a firm believer that things can't get better if we don't talk about it and address issues. But anyway, so I could be having a conversation with someone white about race and they'll say something to, along the lines like, oh, well, I never really thought about things like that, or I'm really sorry that that happened to you. And I immediately have the need to want to come in and, like, reassure them or soothe them and be like, oh, well, it's okay, you know. 
at least you're aware or whatever. And I have to make an effort during those times to just allow the person that I'm speaking with to just kind of sit with that uncomfortable feeling. And honestly, it's hard for me. Um, I don't know where the programming came from. Particularly, I can't, you know, pinpoint it. But it is definitely there. It's definitely automatic. I just, it just turns on just so quickly. And I really like, I really, I just get pissed off with myself. I don't even know how else to say like I get pissed. Like, why did I do that? Or why is it so hard for me to be in a space and take up space and feel like, I belong here and that it's okay. Why is it so hard for me to let someone kind of sit with their uncomfortable feelings? Not even someone, but a white person sit with uncomfortable feelings. Why do I feel the need to have to soothe them and comfort them? And the best thing that I could come up with is just me having a slave mentality. Like, And subconsciously, somewhere, I'm just stuck in that. I'm just stuck in that. And every day, all day, I have to make an effort to come up out of that. I don't want to be a bird sitting in a cage with an open door. I know for a fact that I'm better than that. Um... And I think that's why I feel so adamant about we as a people, Black people, getting out and doing things outside of our comfort zones a lot of times just so that we can just be present and take up space. I know for myself, a lot of times I talk about how frustrated I get with race relations in this country but at the same time I often find myself retreating and not necessarily assimilating into white culture just out of comfort and honestly safety because Even right now, in this day and age, in 2020, the mistrust that I have for white people just runs deep. And it it is sometimes it's just kind of hard or not even hard. It's emotionally taxing on me to be in these spaces and to to take up space and I think it it is for most black people in general like it takes so much just to have an interaction which you know somebody would just be like it's just a normal interaction like you just walk in the room and you just be or you just go in the store and you just be like don't worry about anybody else don't think about anything else and personally for me it's easier said than done I'm always aware of how many white people are in the room. I'm always aware of what I'm doing and what I'm saying 
is it you know making a person from another race uncomfortable I'm always aware of the white person's gaze it can be like something really simple like the other day I was in a meeting and I had my nails done um, for Valentine's Day or whatever and it was just like I was in a meeting and I had my hand on the table and I noticed somebody looking at my hand and I immediately snatched my hand down from the table because I didn't want them looking at me. And I felt like I was being judged or what have you, just like immediately or whatever. And I just felt like I needed to move my hand so that they couldn't see my nails and judge me or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. It's like, it's really weird to have these feelings a lot of times. And I'm really conscious and I'm really aware because like, even when I, after that, like particular interaction, it was like, I kept asking myself, like, why do you, why did you do that? Like, do you even really care what the hell anybody thinks? And the truth of the matter is I really don't care. Like, I, I could care less. I think nobody, you know, paying for me to get my nails done. I do what I want. You know what I'm saying? But... Like, I'm very, you know, particular. I enjoy being black. I enjoy being bright. I enjoy being loud. I enjoy being myself. And I think a lot of times for me personally, the stigma of being labeled, quote unquote, ghetto it just pisses me off. Um, and I think in that moment, in that particular interaction, that I guess what I was concerned about or concerned that they were judged, like I was being judged about like, oh, I have these nails, these blinged out nails, you know, like she's probably going to think that I'm ghetto. And that's the furthest thing from the truth because I'm not ghetto, but... <laughs> Um, I am a black woman and I'm proud to be a black woman and I am creative and I like sparkly like hell you know what I'm saying like just as simple as just I like sparkly regardless um, but it's just the little things like that and these little just minute moments of interaction of my personal interactions with white people that I'm really, really conscious of. And for the life of me, I can't understand how to break it. Outside of what I've been doing as of late is just calling myself out on that and asking myself, like, why? Try to get down to the why I do what I do. Get to the root of it so that I can really, like, nip it in the bud and just kind of pull it up at the root and get rid of it I think for me personally it's just going to take some time um I think it's going to take some time and it's just going to take some serious mental work for me to get there I don't know if other people have noticed these things about themselves but I know I I do it all the time I, I can't even front like I do it all the time like I do. There's so many times when I do kind of go out of my way. Or not even out of my way, but I make 
sure that, you know, my presence is not viewed as, you know, aggressive or threatening. That's what I want to say. That's the word I want to use. Um, I can't even, um, I can't even begin to tell you. I talk about my job a lot because I spend lots of time at work. Um, and my job has been just so trying over these past few years. I don't know if I have been able to express to my friends and family just how hard it's been on me to work in a place where I'm only one of two black people. Um, I have paid a severe emotional tax for working at that job. And I, like I've said before, I took this job, one, because I needed a job, but two, I knew what I was getting into. I had full awareness that I was going to be taking a job in the middle of white America in this bubble of a town that I don't know has a very 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 small population of people of color um I was aware of that coming into it I was I wasn't prepared for it to be a fully diverse experience I was prepared for it to be me being a minority I was hoping that I would grow more than I have um, and just kind of broaden my own personal horizons. And as of right now today, uh, have I broadened my horizons? No, I can't I can't say I broadened my horizons to the extent that I would have liked, honestly. Um I would have liked to come out of this thing saying, oh, I don't see color, but I see it more now than I ever have in my life. Um, And the emotional tax that I've paid from just dealing with the microaggressions from me making myself smaller even in minute ways, not necessarily any, anything outright, but just very minute ways, like just trying my best to have some patience when people come to me and just are asking me all these cultural and racial questions, or when people ask me about my hair every fucking day, God knows, or me suppressing frustration when I have every right to be frustrated. It has just it's just worn me down. Like it has worn me down to the point to where right now today I just come into my office and I go to work. I don't even speak to anybody. I don't even say hello to nobody. I will literally walk into my office, close the door, and I try my best to be shut up in there for full full eight hours just because I am exhausted. I'm emotionally exhausted because it's just, it gets to be too much. I am 
just kind of tired at this point of trying to just move around and just move like, okay, I'm just a part of this workspace and I'm human, they're human, we're all the same and it's just, we're not the same, I'm not treated the same. And it's just like, okay, you know, just need to just be here and just take up space and just be okay and let them be the one that's uncomfortable. You know, like let them sit in their uncomfortability, whatever their problem is. And it just sometimes it's just really hard. Like it just doesn't work out like that all the time. On most days, it doesn't work out like that. Um, and I don't know if that's just because it's just me and it's just me. I don't know. Um, and then another thing, too, a lot of times, just for me personally, in my work situation, I hold back because, because I just feel like certain stuff is just mine. Certain stuff is just ours. And I mean, black culture in general, globally, is always on the pulse and on the verge of everything new. Every, globally, everybody looks to black people for what's new, what's current, what's quote unquote popping. They look to us for that. Hell, marketing companies always try to see what's trending in the black communities or what's trending, yeah, what's trending in the black communities before they can say something, put their stamp of approval on it and say that something is really, you know, hot or not. Um, I don't even want to get into all so, so many things that have legit just been outright stolen and like I don't even want to get into that because that's a whole other subject in and of itself but you know what I'm saying it's just like some things like I just like I just don't want to share like it's just it's just ours um and I think that's one of the things that's just so dope about just being black in general is the fact that no matter what has been taken from us like we're always on the verge of something new because overall we're innately creative and we are creators we're not looking to the left or looking to the right to see what this person is doing and see what that person is doing we see what we need and we make it we create it that's what makes black people so dope and i have to just like remind myself of that at all times when I see the old lady in the grocery store or when I'm walking down the hallway or you know when I'm just at work like I have to remind myself like you are fucking dope you don't have to make yourself small for anybody my ancestors like I am the seed that of seed of hope that my ancestors planted that grew We all are for every African-American that is living in the United States right now that are descendants of African slaves, 
We are that seed of hope that our ancestors planted that grew. And that's okay. Like, that's totally, that's totally okay. I would like to see myself own that a lot more than I do. Um, and when I say own that, just to be comfortable in my own skin around white people, period. Like, I want to be more comfortable in it. And I... I want it to be just natural, not such effort, because a lot of times I have to just kind of make myself um, and just kind of push myself and make myself make space, make myself be heard, make myself be seen. It's, it is not natural. It isn't the majority of the time um, when I'm in the presence of white people. It is not natural. I have to like push through the urge to shrink um I don't know if anybody else feels like that but I feel like that a lot of times um and it's just like sometimes it's just it just gets hard when it's it's such an onslaught all the time I don't know if that makes any sense but yeah I don't know I think that's just kind of like what how I was feeling or what I wanted to talk about um especially with it being black history month so i kind of want to talk about blacky black shit you know what i'm saying like a real black shit like shit that we're not talking about like i don't want to talk about all the bad shit that happens to black people all the time or you know everybody need to be woke blah 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 like i really want to deal with the the nuanced things in our culture the nuanced things that nobody really talks about i don't know i've not heard anybody talking about um just the slave mentality in this respect you know what i'm saying like when i hear people talking about the slave mentality they always talking about you know black folks that be spending a lot of money on clothes and stuff or you know what I'm saying? But, like, nobody's talking about the emotional tax that black folks pay in the presence of white people to make them feel comfortable. And I know I can't be the only person that does it. I I, I know I can't. Like, I know there's so many people that do it all the time. And I wonder if white people even notice it. Hmm, they probably don't because they walk around and with their head in the clouds and they walk away. So, I don't know. I don't think they really notice all the time. Um, mm, I don't know, but I totally like do, I totally do these things and I really have to make a conscious effort not to. And sometimes some days are better than others. Like sometimes I'm, you know, pretty successful. Um, but most times I'm not. And most times I really am able to kind of catch myself before and and then I'm able to kind of like you know counter that with a different action um but sometimes it's so fucking subconscious y'all like it's just just minor things minute things um yeah I don't know it's it's weird I don't know I feel like it's weird. I feel like I'm not even explaining it fully. But 
yeah that's where i'm at i think we have one more week here um in the month of february um i also kind of wanted to touch on my valentine's day trip so i had a girl's trip with my homegirls we went to st louis we went to a valentine's jam concert in st louis and oh gosh i had like a really blackity black ass time and let me just say that i love black love when i tell you that my heart was just overjoyed and just full with seeing all the dope ass fly ass black ass couples that i did i just it just revived me in a way that I can't fully explain. Like, I just felt revived. Like, I, it wasn't like, oh, black love. It was just like, yes, black love. Like, I just love just seeing couples, old and young, you know what I'm saying? And they match an outfit. Some people were, like, dressed down with, like, track suits and jays. Some people was dressed up with, like, full-length fur coats, the man and the woman, like the sugar daddies was out the hot mamas was out like it was just super dope anytime i get around my people like i'm always energized when i'm at a gathering of just black folks but like this time like this was like really dope and it was just it was a different feel in st louis i can honestly say i've been to atlanta to afropunk fest and that was dope but st louis St. Louis felt different. I can honestly say it has. It felt different. It was just such a genuine vibe. Um, I definitely will be going back. Um, but like everybody that I met, it was just like it was just genuine. Like everybody was real genuine. Um, even like our attendant at the hotel was a um, young man, and like he was just genuine like it was just it was just that camaraderie i guess i want to say just amongst our people that you could just feel like it wasn't it wasn't nothing like it i, like I felt like i was home and that was weird you know like because st louis is not southern but i still felt like i was home like i felt like i was down south i was like okay you know what I'm saying? Like, it, everybody just kind of felt genuine, and I really liked that. So, I know that was, like, totally off topic, but I just thought I'd mention it because I just enjoyed myself, and I had, like, a blackity-black-ass time, and it was super dope. So, yeah, that was that. So, I will have another topic for next week i have two different things that i kind of wanted to speak on i haven't decided if i was gonna combine them or not but we'll see anyway i'll holla at y'all next week bye oh don't let me forget to shout out all of our um social media so of course you can follow the podcast at a blip on the map podcast on instagram and on twitter and you can follow me on instagram at 305 underscore s-t-e-e underscore l-o-w that's 305 stilo on instagram all right y'all i'm out bye